0: previously on the pod charles cinecast i don't know like we were talking about that album again earlier and well you know yeah your your well, film I, that I was i was bringing up as well
1: yeah well you know i could still haven't finished and you had to remind me of yeah. that
0: and, yeah you know
1: it's been six months and that's all
0: yeah you know you've filmed everything in seven anything. seven years yeah, well, you know, you had to EP a couple of A couple?
1: Right. And you know, you like You have the song, the thing Usually they're just sitting there Like I have to, I have to like go Do the thing you
0: Yeah, know, I don't know I still got you know, like, I gotta f- Like you, I've gotta go and f- You know, finish it, you know I'm Yeah, well Yeah. Yeah We should really talk to someone about this.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about that. Like each other? Or like we do that every week, not really working.
0: Yeah. Maybe we need outside help. Yeah. <laughs>
2: John and Phil therapy session.
3: Session one. Phil. Phil, tell me about your experiences in the war.
1: Um, I mean, really rough over there. Kind of, kind of came out of nowhere. You know, Johnson's been talking about this war arc for a while. You know, what is it good for? Hollywood movies. That that was a joke. But when we we all know the real answer is absolutely nothing. And we we learned that. It's just, you know, they, they tell you about being in the shit and what it does to you psychologically, physically, just watching, you know, I don't want to say friends, but people you know just get killed or going crazy over and over through a different set of circumstances like, and locations. But it's kind of the same film every time. Just really like, just knee deep in the worst of humanity. It didn't really fill me with hope, you know? It was a, a, a thoroughly depressing experience.
3: You mentioned the word friend. How is your relationship with Jonathan?
1: Yeah, well, Jonathan, I would consider a friend for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I think we're on good terms, mostly. We've gone through a lot, you know? Especially in the last couple of years, with uh, the Die Hard episode, uh, uh It's a Wonderful Life, sort of, you know, I think got a bit suicidal there. Um there, we were in hell for for a bit. That that was, that sucked um, for a long time, like thirty episodes. It's like like half a year, it's crazy forgot we were even down there after a while. And there was the whole, you know, Almond thing and just, you know, and we, I, th- I feel like we did get over it and we, you know, but just every now and again, he will make some snide um, remark at my, <laughs> on, on an episode. And, you know, I can laugh it off, but I don't always appreciate it. And, you know, sometimes I feel like he, you know, he doesn't always, uh, maybe isn't always appreciative appreciative of my derailing although he seemed to have lots of fun when he done it
3: did it upset you last week when Jonathan derailed all your work on Star Wars with his fan fiction
1: well no you know I did put a lot of work into it it was at least two hours that morning of my own time that you know I didn't get back and I was really stressing about it I'm trying to make it good you know I, I like structured it in a way that reflected the themes of the trilogy and it was sort of all for nothing but you know I guess it's kind of funny some of the stories he read were kind of funny so but yeah no it's fine it's fine.
3: Or is this more so Jonathan's refusal to take Star Wars seriously that you have a problem with?
1: I, I just think I don't know how You can sit there and dismiss all of those movies. I know the originals are good. And I don't need him to tell me, but I kind of need to hear him say it just once, just so I feel like it was all worth it. You know, that I, I did try and I made good change in the world. You know, we watched it, all of them, and You know, I like those movies and I try not to take them too seriously either. But, you know, he puts me in a position where I have to do all this research for it and then tells me it's all stupid anyway. So, but, you know, I guess we, we had fun doing that. But, you know, I feel I don't, I can't tell if he's just doing it to get a ride out of me, you know?
3: Okay, let's double back here for a second. Okay. You mentioned...
1: Can I drink this water? Is this okay?
3: Yes, yes. That was supplied for you.
1: I need... Okay. I need tissues. So they f- for later? Just in case we get emotional?
3: Yes. Just in case. Just for tears. Okay. Maybe snot. Probably snot. Nothing else. Okay. Let's double back for a second. You mentioned the almonds. Do you secretly hold any grudge with John over him not eating the cat food, but pretending he did with the almonds?
1: What's done is done okay I don't like to live in the past okay I try to be very present and not hold grudges and and I'd, I feel like we have you know made waves in our in a relationship but with that I never really I never, I, he never admitted that it wasn't cat food. And that was the big sticking point. Just like, it's cool, we're going to move on. You know, the snack time beef, it was the whole thing. And like, it was part. you know, I take, it's partly my fault with, you know, there was a lack of effort on certain occasions. And maybe he overcompensated and it made me look bad. And I didn't appreciate that. So, you know, I would, def, you know, I'd get defensive and I would deliberately pick bad snacks just to throw it in his face. But I feel like I, you know... For you know, I did sacrifice something, and I did demoralize myself by actually eating dog food, and it makes me sad that he wouldn't do the same for me. It's just you know it's just that every time it comes up, I feel like you know there's tension there, and it would all go away if you just if he was honest about the situation.:
3: Why won't John talk about Gun in 60 seconds?
1: I don't know. you have to ask him. I thought that's what we were doing today. And I, it doesn't look like it from this room. I don't see any Nick pictures of Nick Cage. I that's something else. He's never apologized for it. I watched that movie. All of it. Beginning to end. I don't look at my phone or anything. I sit and I watched the movie for the podcast. And it was not good. And I didn't we didn't even get any content out of it no episode or nothing. So it was a literal waste of my time. And I don't even remember why we were going to do it. Every time it comes up, I forget, but it annoys me every time because I have all this, I have a memory of the film that I can never use. Was it for the 60th episode? It wasn't. It was for something like that. I don't remember. (laughs) That was a hundred episodes ago now.
3: Do you have any apprehension about the podcast entering the festival circuit this year, Phil?
1: Uh, yeah, it terrified me because the last two times uh, the festival was uh, taken over by terror. Now I don't really want to, but Jonathan has this thing where he'd like wants to go even when we're not nominated um, or you know made a fool of. I ju- I feel like he got this. You know, I'm just doing the show is enough for me. But I feel like he's seeking this outside validation from this you know, I don't even think they're a particularly legitimate festival. You know, I don't I don't care about awards. I don't I don't that's not why I'm here for, you know. It's fun just just talking shit, but I know he's going to drag me there, and I'm—I'm I'm sure some more crazy shit will happen. That's eerily reminiscent of a Bruce Willis movie. So yeah, I'm very—I'm um, not looking forward to it. Don't—don't um, don't really want to go.
3: Well, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned the last two festivals being taken over by terrorists, but you've neglected to mention the time that the podcast was raptured. I've heard you have trouble sleeping at night. Waking up in fright, screaming the names Shaxx and Naberius.
1: Mm. You know, I've 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 never slept well. I've I've always I've always had a problem with sleeping, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, I'm always up. And you know, and I don't really dream. No, it's not even like nightmares keeping me up, but just every once in a while, I'm reminded. These names and the sort of thing we went through, and I'm still not really sure what happened. I think I feel like there's a block in my brain about it. I look back and I don't really remember what happened. So I remember me and Johnson trying to check things up. You know, I think we were, it was time for something new on the show, and we're doing this movie, and it was like, ah, the movie, you know, it's about the end of the world. It's like, we should we should end the podcast, you know, it's a joke though. It wasn't real. Then somehow it became real.
3: But you, you know, these characters aren't real. Yeah. But we're created by Jonathan and all these problems you two have been dealing with are all written into the podcast.
1: Oh yeah. I know that, but it doesn't help me get out of it. They, you know, it's like, I feel like there's two versions of me, of me and John. There's us on the podcast, and we're just we're going through our little adventures, and it's all fun and games. It's, it's all real to us. And then there's us when we're not recording, and we're thinking of the weirdest, dumbest storylines and arcs we can put ourselves through. I feel like they're happening at the same time, all the time, in my head, at once. And like the fabric of our reality is sort of breaking down. It just makes it hard to believe in things, you know?
3: Okay, Phil, there is something you may not believe is true, but you do need to accept. It's time to let Baba Gump Shrimp go. It's gone. It's not coming back. What? It's gone, and it's not coming back.
1: Why, why, I don't know why you'd bring up such an upsetting thing during a therapy session.
3: That is what therapy is for.
1: I, look, I know. I've accepted the fact that it's gone. I've, spoke, I've spoken at length about my love of Bubba Gump, and I only caught shit from Jonathan about it. And I think he's jealous, actually. I think he's jealous. That, you know, he never got to, you know, fuck around and find out about just how great that restaurant was and how much, how, just how fun it was and all the references and all the memorabilia on the wall and all the just insane amount of shrimp and Long Island iced teas and table tennis. I miss it. Okay. There's not another restaurant in London like that. And they're all, all the other ones in the world are open. All the other ones, just in this country, got bought out and now going to be another fucking candy shop like the West End needs any more of those. <sighs> Speaking of food, just a
3: question for myself. Off the record here, what did that dog food taste like?
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I can see what Shaggy is, you know, going for be done to something.
3: Phil, why are you so afraid to complete your film?
1: I I don't know.
4: John and Phil Therapy
2: Session Session two, John. Hi, John. How are you feeling?
0: Um, I'm I'm okay. I'm a little bit confused. Um, Where do I put my feet?
2: Just put your feet on the floor.
0: Okay. Can I... That water there? Can I have some of that water?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's tissues here as well. Mm-hmm. Do I need those?
2: The tissues might come in handy later.
0: I don't cry, though. So, like, why are there tissues here?
2: Well... Uh, you say you're confused. does that have anything to do with your recent war season or
0: I thought that you know I'd get a little bit more out of some of those films. you know, I was confused that you know them not all giving me the experience of being right there on the battlefield um I was confused that I didn't get any awards or medals. Uh, it was a lot of work, you know, like a, a lot of training and exercising and, you know, I, I got into pretty good shape and stuff from last year. And I thought like, you know, being over there and being fit, you know, that like we could really, you know, make a difference, take on the world, you know, make make the world something better and it just kind of didn't really seem like that if anything throughout it all things have only gotten worse
2: and did that have any effect on your relationship with Phil
0: I mean I don't know Phil and I like we've been through so much together we've died together at least twice um well well i mean on the on the podcast on the podcast
4: yeah
0: so it's kind of difficult like when like if you're playing like a war game and you die you like respawn and like phil and i have been respawning a lot on this podcast and each time it's like as if there's different mm -hmm. versions of us that appear simultaneously with like what's really going on in the real world and i feel like sometimes when i've respawned he's respawned like maybe like at a different time and we are like creating two different like parallel universes mm. where we're both existing but maybe we're not always on the same wavelength because we haven't called each other yet respawning timeline mm. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. John, are you still harboring resentment over the snack time beef?
0: I mean, I just don't see why Phil like took that so seriously. I thought, of course, he wasn't like putting in, you know, as much effort some weeks. But I get it, it was the pandemic, and I was just kind of like winding him up a little bit. Um, but then like he went and ate the dog food. And it's just like no one asked him to do that. Like, I I don't know why. He did it. And then and then he like got upset with me about it. And like I said, we've been through a lot. And yeah, we like died over on, on the podcast. On the podcast. We we died over the snacks. But like we came back together. And I felt like that time we did respawn. Like, you know, to go back and beat old dead metaphor. We respond at the same time and we came back and we were like, we were over it. It was like, we finally met and we were like moving forward and progressing. But then lately Phil, I don't know if he died and I just didn't notice during the war arc because he clearly came back and it kind of started a couple of weeks ago. He like brought a bottle of water to like, to a recording. I just didn't really understand that. I was like, is he trying to fuck with me? I don't know. Maybe, you, maybe, you know. You know him, I guess, better than I do.
2: Just for the record, you didn't actually eat the cat food. Is that correct?
0: I, I mean, I had video proof of me eating it. John? Uh, it was it was a dreamy.
2: <sighs> Tell me about your nightmares.
0: What nightmares?
2: Something about a shax and... Nef- what the fuck is that word? Something about a shax and Neberius?
0: That was the worst 27 weeks of my life. You don't know how many times I watched Batman Begins. You don't know how many times i watched Bruce Wayne have his origin and possibly one of the worst origins after watching it 27 million times. That's all that I could do. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. And... All I could do was watch that stupid TV screen and that stupid movie over and over until finally I fucked around and I found out that there was another channel. That's when it was The Gate. That Stephen Dorff film. And I got the idea to blow those fuckers up.
2: Hmm. Have you ever stopped to consider these events and characters of your own creation have no bearing on your real life?
0: I mean, yeah.
2: Because you didn't actually go to hell.
0: I mean, like, I I did, though. You weren't there.
2: If you were missing 27 weeks, we would have heard about it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote all that. I mean, maybe I'm not admitting to it because it's not very good, but, you know. Hey-ho.
2: John, why won't you talk about Gone in 60 Seconds?
0: Who wants to know?
2: Yeah, it's obviously a source of tension.
0: What's that, Gone in 60 Seconds? What, did he say that?
2: Uh, That's confidential. I can't tell you what Phil said. Just,
0: I don't know if it really mattered. It ever mattered. Like, you know, I didn't know if Phil actually cared. If he did, sorry. But I mean, that film kind of sucked and I felt like I wasted my time. So I just didn't want to talk about it. I did it once on Patreon. Ari and I watched that Wrestlers vs. Zombies movie and it was horrible. And I found out the guy who directed it was a piece of shit. So I didn't feel like putting him on blast, you know, charging people money to hear me promote his film. Um... I don't know like I think like Phil sometimes gets upset it may be like me asking him to like do a little bit of work or something and maybe it doesn't happen or something and maybe I interrupted his episode last week he was probably upset about that as well I said sorry numerous times but uh you know he do you actually not like Star Wars or are
2: you just using this as a way to piss off Phil
0: Uh, I like that was all kind of legit, you know, when I was doing those Star Wars episodes, I thought I did kind of like them. But then after watching them and stuff, it was like just just not as good as I remembered. I felt like I grew up and like the rest of the world didn't for some reason.
2: Are you upset you never got to go to Bubba Gump Shrimp?
0: Oh, not really. I mean, like. I could have gone if I wanted to. It was there. Like, I walked by it a lot, like, for years. And I looked in the window and was like, all right. I've been to plenty but you of...
2: can see how great it was, though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. I mean, I uh, had plenty of opportunities. I've been to plenty of places that are similar, you know, themed restaurants. You know, sometimes I feel like it's just... A bit of waste of money.
2: Is it possible that this stress is related to something else? Hmm? Something to do with your music, maybe?
0: I finally started to put together the music of the, the podcast, like people asked me, like, two years ago.
2: What about the album?
0: Yeah, it's going to be, like, an album. Um, I mean, it is, it's, like, a lot of songs.
2: When is your album
0: coming out? Oh, um... I, I I, don't know.
2: Mm. I think that's enough, John.
4: John and
2: Phil Therapy Session Debrief, Dusty and Julia. Hey, Julia, how'd your session with Phil go? Hi, Dusty. Yeah, it went well. How about Jonathan's? Interesting. I think we should compare notes.
3: Sure. It seems Phil and John have a lot of issues with committing to their work outside the podcast.
2: Yeah, and John seems to be using the podcast as a crutch to get in the way of his projects.
3: It also seems like the pair have lost a sense of reality. I know from experience, John often talks about the time they spent in hell, from episode 100 to 127, as if it were real.
2: Yeah, I know. Phil does the same. It's even got
3: to the point where he's convinced I slept with the demons he made up who possessed them during those 27 weeks.
2: Yeah, exactly. Phil insists this is the main reason he and Jonathan enlisted in the war. What war? I don't know. And what's the deal with Brian De Palma? If only
3: we could get him around to hash out this beef.
2: Listen, I'll work on it. In the meantime, it feels clear that Jonathan is reluctant to discuss Gone in 60 Seconds on the podcast. It is a pretty shit movie. Yeah, well, Jonathan seems extra afraid to complete his album. Do you have any insight into this? A fear of failure or of success, even? That
3: that one truly is a mystery to me. He has literally had the damn thing sitting on SoundCloud for over a year now, ready to go.
2: Well, there's one thing for sure. They both have...
4: Daddy, daddy issues.
2: John and Phil therapy session debrief. Two. John and Phil.
0: Wow, that was brutal, huh?
1: Yeah, talk about an ambush, huh? What it felt like, anyway.
0: Whose idea was that, anyway, man? I
1: don't know. I doubt Dusty would come up with something so uh, no malicious.
0: What do you mean? Like, you think Julia planned all that? No way.
1: No, no. I mean... No way, man. To be honest, I wouldn't put it past you to plan all this. I mean, you
0: were recording, right? How dare you? Of course I was recording, but like, I didn't plan any of this. Maybe you did.
1: What, dude? Why would I plan something that puts my own personal matters on blast?
0: I don't know. Maybe you... Maybe to intervene on me. I mean, just to take the heat off of you because you still haven't made your movie yet. What? Wait.
1: Was this an intervention? Were you intervening on me?
0: I made my movie, dude. Don't you remember? You were in the damn thing. Twice. Look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. In 20 years, if you're still here, coming on Skype to talk about movies, working at the Prince Charles, I'll fucking kill you. That's not a threat. That's a fact. I'll fucking kill you. What the fuck are you talking about? You got something none of us have. Oh,
1: come on. What? Why is it always this? I mean, I fucking owe it to myself to do this or what? What if I don't want to?
0: No, 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 no. Fuck you. You don't owe it to yourself, man. You owe it to me because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50 and I'll still be doing this shit. And that's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket and you're too much of a pussy to cash it in. And that's bullshit because I do fucking anything to have what you got. So would any of these fucking guys. It'd be an insult if you were still here in 20 years. Hanging around here is a fucking waste of your time. (sighs) You don't know that. I don't
1: No, You don't know that.
0: Oh, I don't know that. Let me tell you what I do know. Every time I come here on Skype, I ring you up and we record. We have a few snacks. We have a few laughs and it's great. But you know what the best part of my day is? for about 10 seconds from when I hit the call button and I'll wait for you to answer and I'm just sitting there dancing, I think maybe I'll ring you up there and you won't answer. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. You just left. I don't know much, but I know that. Was that good at War Hunting? What? No. Yes, it was, man.
1: And this is not about the movie. Again, I've already made it. I just did my pickup shot the other day. And I'm working on the final edit of my first cut right as we
0: speak. Well, if you're so smart... <coughs> <coughs> wicked smart. Sorry, if, you, if you're so smart, then tell me, like, what are we doing here?
1: <coughs> no. It's about the album, dude.
0: What about the album? You're done with it. Just release it, man. But... Uh, Dusty, Julio, what is this all about? You're, you're here intervening on us about Phil needing to make his movie, right? It's about the album. What? Dusty? It's the album. Julia? The
1: album. What? They fucking got you.
2: But it's also the movie. And it's the podcast. And it's everything.
3: Yeah, you two are letting everything get in the way of your happiness. You're just making up stupid excuses to not do the things that make you happy.
2: Listen, we think that you two are afraid of the success or failures of your projects, which is getting in the way of the most important thing. What's that? Just trying.
0: Wow, but what if. But
2: if what, John? What if you accidentally succeed? What if Phil makes his movie and it does well and he goes on to make another one? And you make your album, and it does well, and you go on to make more music? Well... What, Phil? What if no one likes the film? Or what if nobody likes your album, John? Even if they don't succeed, at least you tried. Yeah, that's more than most people do. Listen, stop worrying about the podcast. You two clearly love doing this already. You recorded on Skype. The whole thing we've been doing now has been on Skype. You could both be completely successful and still be doing this podcast from different parts of the world because you already record it remotely.
0: I, I don't get it. Who's intervening on who here? Jonathan, you clearly
3: said at the end of the episode last week, then maybe we need to talk to someone. You are writing these words that I'm saying right now. You and Phil make up all this stupid nonsense every week.
1: We do?
2: God, they're still not getting it.
3: Maybe this will help.
0: Who's that? B- Brian De Palma? What? What is he doing here? Oh, that's what he looks like.
2: <laughs> Listen, we thought you guys loved talking about him so much, with him being a successful director and all. Maybe he could give you some tips to help push you forward.
1: Isn't that the guy who like hates nothing? Does keep trying to kill us?
3: Okay, you three have fun now.
5: Bye, John. Hello, John and Phil. We finally meet at last.
0: I'm so so. So, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about what happened in the Sarlacc pit, leaving you there for bad in the Tusken Raiders all those times. Maybe
5: killing a few of them when I was trying to escape that hospital in Tatooine. What are you talking about? All that stuff was just made up on your podcast. Wait,
0: you've had our podcast? Yeah. Then if all that was fake, just stuff I made up for the podcast, why are you here?
5: Because I heard you kept talking about me on your show. And I wanted to know why you keep talking about me, but not any of my movies. We did a buddy double episode that one time. That was like two years ago. And that was just one. You've done a couple of Marty's films. A couple from Steven. You did a whole season pitting all the films of Wes Anderson versus Paul Thomas Anderson. But not one to Palma. Heck, you did a whole war season and didn't even talk about casualties of war,
0: Brian, I'm sorry, but like no one wants to talk about casualties of war.
1: Yeah, that war season went depressing enough, and then
5: well, I'm not leaving until you talk about one of my movies. <laughs> okay.
0: Hello, listener.
1: If you'd like to listen to John and Phil talk about a Brian De Palma movie, head over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, where the full episode is available to all backers.
0: Otherwise, keep listening to hear the conclusion of this episode. All right, cool. Uh, Brian,
5: you happy now? I can't believe this.
1: Well, We talked about one of your movies.
5: You could have talked about Dressed to Kill, Blow Out, Carlito's Way, that's a good movie. But you talk about Mission to Mars. It's one of your movies, though. But it was behind a paywall. But it's still one of your movies. No one likes Mission to Mars. <laughs> yeah, can it fucking suck? <laughs> you guys are like everyone else. You just didn't get the signature to Paul McCackle while I was making that movie.
1: Oh. I think we got it. It just wasn't good.
5: Cool score. Some you know,
0: okay visuals at times, nice camera movements. You know, you're pretty good at that, but uh, it's just a pretty bad movie.
1: Yeah, what went up with Gary's underneath
0: face? This isn't over. <sighs> well, that was
1: uh, unexpected.
0: Yeah, I, I truly forgot about all that stuff I wrote into the podcast wasn't real. I mean, but... There was a very real person who could have been upset by my actions. And for that, I'm I'm truly sorry. Truly sorry to Richard Kelly.
1: Yeah, I went to Finn Wolfhard. What about Brian?
0: Oh, yeah, he's all right, man. He's, he's had a good long career based on not giving a shit what people think about him.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. What were we fighting about before he came in?
0: I don't even remember.
1: That's fine. Probably wasn't that important. What do you want to do now?
0: Well, we're already set up to record. Christmas is in a few weeks. You want to talk about the Santa Claus? (laughs) 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 It's
1: not very good. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. 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 Down. Down, down, down. Very good. Before we go. Like, I don't know a lot. Do You see this? All of this shit. Not your fault. Yeah, I know that. Look look at me, son. Son? It's not your fault. I know. No. It's not your fault. I know. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. Hmm. I know. It's not your fault.
4: All
0: right.
1: Not your fault. Not your fault. Don't fuck with me. Not your fault. Not your fault, John. Don't fuck with me, Phil. Not you. Not your fault, okay? (laughs) Fuck them.
0: I guess I didn't need these tissues after all. <sighs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copeland Connections, a Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com.
4: Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.